This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Before we get into today's episode, we would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation who are the traditional owners of this land. We pay our deepest respects to the elders past and present and to the next generation who we hope to create a different future for. The best career advice that you are not getting is to invest. Hello and welcome to Your In Good Company, a podcast that makes investing accessible for everyone. I'm Maddie and as always I'm in some very good company with my co-host Sophie. Hello Mads, how are you feeling today? Feeling very good, how are you? Feeling good. Sasha is also here again. Hi, I've still got a mic. (laughs) (laughs) Surprisingly we didn't take it away after last week. I know, you've been kind enough to to leave it. Couldn't do it without you. Maddie did try and hide it. I'm <laughs> Sasha found it somehow. <laughs> I own the mic. <laughs> of course I have to find them. So, Soph, today is the last episode for, we're just taking two weeks off. Forever. No, we'll be back. Two weeks. <laughs> because we are taking, I think it's our first holiday from episodes. Yeah. First episode. What are yeah. you guys going to do with Since March us? last year. Wow. Huge. Or everyone will be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> I've been literally counting down the days yep. to go away. I'm very excited. I've got eight working days left. <laughs> so I want to clarify, you're counting down the days to leave your jobs and lives and go overseas. Just for a holiday. For not a because rest. you want to leave no, me. No, okay. No. Just oh, checking. <laughs> no, no. Very sad to be not having podcast episodes for okay. a couple of weeks. If you could come in my suitcase, I would bring you. Oh, excellent. Okay. As you were. <laughs> <laughs> What I did think, though, was appropriate to start off this episode. Have you come across, I think it's like Lou Whaley on TikTok or Instagram? She's the girl who does all the funny, like, working from Corporate, home. Yeah. Yes. And no, she, yeah, she does the, if, how do you professionally say? That's yeah. so yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, she yeah. says, like, I hate my job. And he's like, I prefer not to do things like this. <laughs> anyway. She's famous for doing the toodaloo. Yes. Yeah. At the end. So she recently did a great out of office segment where she oh. rounded up the best out of office auto email responses. Yes. So I thought it was an appropriate day to share with everyone. Okay. The first one is, hello all. I'm off to pursue a modeling career. If it doesn't work out, I'll return on Monday. Bill. <laughs> Bill? Yeah, it's from Bill. Bill's out of office. I just pictured that as a female. I don't know I know. Why. That's why it was funny. <laughs> Another one. For any urgent matters, please take a deep breath because only a few matters are urgent. Peyton. <laughs> that should be on the back of every single email. I know. One of my favourites was error 404, employee not found. And she's like, that is definitely someone who works in IT. <laughs> And they would have thought it was so funny when they I know, did right? it. I know, I actually am considering doing that one. I think it's pretty good, except for people might think you got fired, which isn't ideal. So what were you, What are you going to put your out-of-office as? Well, one I quite liked was I'm having an out-of-office experience. Thanks, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> I'm just going to say I'm not talking to you until I come back. And even if I don't come back. That's going to be your out-of-office. That's <laughs> going to go down really well with your clients at work. <laughs> You can do a different one for external and internal. Can you? Yes, you can. 
One more I did really enjoy. In case of an emergency, please contact my wife and explain to her why I must be contacted. I love that. I love that. That's so funny. (laughs) So, so today we wanted to do a slightly different kind of episode. Sasha and I are kind of springing this one on you a little bit. I would like to say Sasha, Maddie and I have a WhatsApp group all together and there was one day I was busy at work and I checked my (laughs) phone at like, I don't know, whatever time of night it was. And I had like a hundred messages from the two of them going back and forth. And I was like, there's no way I'm reading any of this. What are the key messages? And I didn't get any response. And so apparently this episode has come out of this WhatsApp chat and I have no, I have no idea what's going on right now. So listeners of the podcast will know that I'm a big fan of the imperfects. So it's which is a, which it's is a podcast. podcast. It's an excellent podcast. Highly recommend going to listen. Absolutely. It's one of my favorites and it has nothing to do with investing, but I always learn something. And you know, so if, you, the reason why you don't know what we're doing today is because despite my numerous recommendations, you have never gone and listened to this fantastic podcast. I know. I feel like I know I'm on like Jerry Springer or something. Like I'm going to get like <laughs> punked. <laughs> so what we're going to do today is if you have ever listened to Vulnerability House from The Imperfects, they have a very fun like, do it. So we're doing like Cinderella type. No, we're just entering the you tea You have house. entered the tea house. That's what Ryan Shelton does. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. But what Maddie we... and I have decided that we're going to do our, our homage mm. to the imperfects. Okay. So this is going to be an investing vulnerability or an investing and money vulnerability house. Love it. Yeah. Although I think this is where I hand over to you, Sash, because you've kept me very out of the loop on what, the act- <laughs> what we're actually going to be talking about. Yeah. So basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you three questions. You only need to answer one. And then we're just going to have a discussion about it. So I get to choose the question? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So there's going to be three options. Okay. I want you to read them all out to, to us okay. and then um, and then just choose which one you'd like to talk about. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. So here are your three questions that I've selected, Sophie. Oh. Could you read them out for us? Okay. It's producer Sash, who's now podcast host, <laughs> is has given me okay first question do you worry about money how do you feel about it that's two questions but it's one <laughs> okay well just calling her out from I the took start. a bit of artistic license <laughs> with the preparation of this you could have some prompts okay second question is at what age do you think you seriously started thinking about investing what prompted it again two questions <laughs> and third question is Ooh, who is your financial role model and why? This is making me a bit nervous and I'm not even the one answering these questions. So like survivor style getting eliminated. I'm probably going to eliminate question two first. Okay, so that's at what age do you think you started seriously thinking about investing? That one we're striking from the record. I think so because we've spoken about it on a couple of episodes. Yeah, kind of know your money story. Yeah. I think, ugh, I don't know which <laughs> I hate decisions. I'm going to go with number three. Who is your financial role model and why? I'm so excited to hear this. Yeah. So this is always interesting, I think, when you're picking role models because I always like kind of, it's like a Rolodex going through my brain. Like there's so many different people that you could choose and then Mm. you're always like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to pick one. Yeah, I was going to say everyone is for a different reason too. Yeah. So I guess we should caveat this with saying like do not – if you're listening and you think you're Sophie's financial role model (laughs) and she doesn't pick you – um, but yeah, <laughs> but today, on this day that we're recording, who is the first person that springs to mind? There's people in my life that are aspirational. I don't know who they are. They have no idea who I am. 
but they're people that I would look up to in terms of them being a role model in what they've achieved in business or in life. It doesn't even have mm. to do with finances. And so I think to that perspective I, I would look up to them but I don't know if it's a financial role model. So then I turn inward and say is there a personal role model that someone that manages money really well or has taught me a really important money uh, lesson and so that's what I was struggling with. My yeah. struggle was who do I turn to? Well, why don't we open it up and say like who has like a career or a lifestyle that you think is really aspirational, who doesn't know who you are and you don't really know them personally? Okay, the first one is super random. But Oprah. there's no, – <laughs> The first one is like travel influences. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I know that's super random. There's this girl on Instagram that I follow. Her name's Aggie. That's just her handle. And I think she used to be called like in – travel in her shoes or something like that. Oh, I think you might have sent me this. This is Rio Negro and we arrived in our fancy lodge. Surprisingly, there's a pool in the middle of the Amazon River. And the reason why I find her really aspirational is because she is a real risk taker. She's always challenging herself. She started this page, you know, mega successful, millions of followers, travels the world, does an incredibly cool stuff day to day and makes money through doing it. So I look at that mm. and I'm like, that is the coolest thing ever. Question. But- Does she talk openly about her making money through the page and sort of how she funds her traveling and things like that? Yes. She's super transparent. And she also kind of talks about the side of, you know, she gets followers being like, you know, you're living this really luxurious life and blah, blah, blah. And she talks about how there's this kind of luxury Aggie who's like, I've worked so hard to be here. I can spend on what I want. But then this is also this other side where it's like, I need to be a bit more cautious with my money and think about what I'm spending and think about what I'm putting out to the world. Cause she has a lot of influence, but one of the really cool things about her and she speaks openly about it is like, she doesn't speak openly about her investing journey, but she speaks openly about money. I've actually messaged her once before on Instagram. <laughs> can you pull it off? I want to see what you said. And got no response. Oh. Uh, was yeah. it a, like, would you, would it be awkward if you ever tried to message her again? Like, was no, it weird? No, she's got like millions of followers. No, but I mean like, you know, when you message someone and then you see the last message that was there. So the message was off the back of it. I remember it very clearly. <laughs> she was on a plane and she posted a photo of an investing book. It might've even been like one up on Wall Street or something. Yeah. And I was like, do you want to come on this podcast <laughs> that me and my friend have to talk about your investing journey? Love it. Because. How like she respond? I know. So sad. But on the other hand, her and her partner have now started selling NFTs of all their travel photos and have made a fair bit of money out of it. They've started an NFT course. And I just think with these two together, they've been very innovative. And so it's a weird definition of success, but I'm like, you're doing really cool things every single day. You're challenging yourself and you're making money through doing it. So that is one of my financial role models. That's super interesting. And I think like, even though you were hesitant and kind of thought, oh, it's not really financial. Everything that you outlined there was financial. It's Mm. that she's like doing what we talked about in that other episode of the live to Work Are you? Work to yeah. Live. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's like clearly she's living that principle out. Yeah. And also the other thing I think you see from her page and I, you know what, preface this by saying Instagram isn't reality. And I, I do get that, but like she and her partner just go and do whatever they want. They're in a different location all the time. Maybe that's taxing. I don't know. They seem to love it. And it's like to have that freedom to go do what you want when you want. And whilst you're there doing those cool things, you take some photos and make money out of it. I think that's a really cool thing about this though, because on Instagram, there are so many influencers or people on social media who project this sort of life that they're living. And often we can look at people and be really envious of what they appear to have. But 
I think that's why I really appreciate that she is very open about how she is funding this lifestyle, right? Because as an obje- as a sort of person who is objectively looking at her profile and looking at all the amazing things that she's doing and seeing, it could be quite easy to, I guess, maybe resent that lifestyle or like on the other hand, really aspire to be her when, you know, perhaps she actually is in a whole lot of debt. Yeah. And you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. So I think the fact that she's really open about money and how she's funding what she's doing and her experiences is really cool. Yeah. And the other thing is, you know, she obviously started from nothing and has put herself out there and has become something. And from that, she takes opportunities. So like I said, the NFT project, she also has a swimwear brand. Like she's someone I just look at and I'm like, you're not just sitting there with your money and being like, I'm good to go. It's like, what else can I do? What else can I learn? Like, um, so I'm not letting you off the hook. Who is someone in your personal circle who, you know, who you look up to financially? Personal is probably my grandpa both my grandpas for different reasons. Um, one of my grandpas like set up a pharmacy in Shepparton, ran one of the first pharmacies in Shepparton where my family grew up, my mom. And I just look up to him because it's like that was a big risk to take, you know, and set something up in regional Victoria and, you know, have your family there as well. So on one side I'm like I think that's where I get the business side from a little bit from him. And then on the other side, my other grandpa is the one who still goes to university, even though he's in his late eighties and tells me that you need to be learning every single day. He has also um, built up businesses. I think his first job was in um, Durex. And I remember him telling me about like the rubber glove factories and everything and like how he worked his way from being like on the floor into like some kind of, you know, office position. And I think those two stories really instill like working hard will get you somewhere. You do obviously need to make your money work for you as well in different ways. But I think for those two people, it's like they gave up a lot in their lives to be able to have successful stories. So yeah, personally, I look to my grandparents a lot. Not that I don't, if mom and dad, I'm really sorry. I look to you guys too. But. <laughs> but I think with both of those stories, it shows like, yes, they worked really hard, but they were also very creative and mm. quite innovative with how they went about earning money. Mm. Yeah. And a word you keep saying is risk. Yeah. Like you seem to really admire people who take risks. Yeah. Well, I always just think like there is a lot on the line for people with mm. money. It's one of the biggest things you can do is making a decision about starting a business or giving up money. I think if you take a risk and you're really successful with it, there's something about that that makes me think what's in your brain that I should take on? What should I learn? What are the key lessons? Because I think if you've been successful, you're doing something right. Can I ask you another personal question? Do you think that you're risk averse or do you think you like taking risks? I take so much risk. Have you seen my crypto portfolio? (laughs) (laughs) We actually talked about this the other day. You have been very headstrong and very good and brave and through this whole crypto I don't know crash. if I'd call it brave, Maddie. No, it's, I'd call it no, stubborn. I would call it extremely brave, whether that be a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I'm not saying it's successful brave. I'm just saying it's brave. But you have continued dollar cost averaging into crypto throughout this entire crash. I, on the other hand, have definitely like lost my conviction. It's funny. I've been reflecting on it a lot, right? Because you and I have come to know and become a lot more confident with investing and with the stock market. And through this period, I have felt really strongly about how I want to keep investing regularly through the downturn because I see the long-term benefits of getting in whilst it's in this lower period. Yeah. 
why can't I apply that exact same logic to crypto? Well, I think it's what you've said. If you don't have the conviction, it's like you're sticking true to your morals or your values because you want to have that conviction to be investing in something. But I had the conviction when it was up at like the peak, yeah. so why don't I have it now? Yeah, that's true. I think also the other thing is like we, as we always talk about, we have time on our side. Mm. So I'm like if I'm learning lessons – I want to be learning them now. Not that that means you should take stupid risks to do that, but like even just like investing, we've spoken about, I invested in a lot of high tech stuff, for example, lost a bit of money on it, but it's like taught me so much. Yeah. So I think risk somewhere does teach you along the way. If yeah. I think about my portfolio, I've definitely learned far more from my bad investments than I have from my good. Yeah. That question. Well, I think we should take a break there. But when we come back, Maddie, you are not off the hook. I'm going to ask you three questions to choose from. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to our Your Own Good Company homage to The Imperfects, one of our favourite podcasts, or one of Maddie and my favourite podcasts, <laughs> and soon to be a favourite podcast of Sophie's. I can't she wait is. to hear your reviews when you finally listen. Can you give me the number one, can you link me tonight, the number one episode for me to listen to? We already There's have, so Sophie. Many. Okay, I know, but they're lost in my WhatsApp, so okay. I need one that I'm going to be hooked. Definitely I'm the gonna, one on the Harmony Monster is no, my favourite. No, I'm going to say... <laughs> That was an exceptional episode, but I'm going to say Ryan Shelton's initial episode where he talks about his relationship with his best friend, Hamish Blake. Oh, when that's I, the Hamish Blake episode, I think. Game changing. Okay. All right. Well, let's enter our version of the vulnerability, the investing vulnerability house. All right, Maddie, I want you to read out the three questions to me and then talk me, talk me through your initial thoughts. I'm... So nervous right now. Okay. Question one, what is your biggest investing fear? Question two, what are three things you learned about money from your family? Mm. (laughs) And question three, what to you feels like a lot of money and why? (laughs) That is fascinating. (laughs) Okay. So tell, like, talk us through your process. What do you think you'll pick? Okay. I'm scratching out number one. What is your biggest investing fear? Because other than my crypto investments, I feel pretty secure, I think with my portfolio. So that leaves me with three things I learned about money from my family and what to you feels like a lot of money. (laughs) Sorry. I'm tempted. (laughs) Like a few things come to mind with my family. I think um, about my mum's dad passed away from Parkinson's in his 
like quite early. I think he was late 60s, maybe early 70s. I think like late 60s. And my grandparents, their whole life saved for their retirement. And then he got sick and he never got to live that dream that they had. So my parents have always sort of instilled in me the idea of like in spending your money to make you happy and like to enjoy life and, you know, not sort of just saving for this future long-term goal, um, even though we do talk about investing for long-term. However, I think whilst that has sort of really influenced me in a lot of the ways that I think about money, I am going to pick number three because I find it, I'm really intrigued by it. (laughs) So we're going to do what to you feels like a lot of money and why. Okay. Interesting. So what, first of all, tell me like why you think this is so interesting. So I have developed quite a fascination with billionaires recently. <laughs> so a billion dollars, a billion dollars is a lot so of money starting. for Maddie. Nothing short of that. But let me explain why. So Mike Cannon-Brooks has been in the media quite a bit recently. Oh my God, Maddie, that's gone to Mike Cannon-Brooks rant. We're going to be here Let's hold for on. a long time. <laughs> Mike Cannon-Brooks has been in the media recently because he tried to buy AGL, the energy company. And the reason why he tried to buy it is because he wasn't happy with how the company, which is a really sort of old Australian sort of corner hold. What? Blue, like it's a blue chip. Um, cornerstone, you mean? Cornerstone. Cornerstone, like company of the ASX. Um, and he wasn't happy with how they were sort of approaching the energy transition and he thought they didn't have aspirational enough goals. And I am fascinated by the fact that someone who has accumulated as much wealth as he has, he's the co-founder and CEO of Atlassian, one of Australia's biggest tech darlings, can use that power and use the money that he has to change, like literally change the world in that way. That's so interesting. So do you feel a little bit daunted by that? Like you can't change the world until you're a billionaire? I mean, all jokes aside about billions of dollars, but like putting a pin in that, I don't feel daunted. That to me is like so inspiring. Like I am so excited, not by the idea that like that's what I'm going to do one day, but that there are people in this world who have accumulated money and who are doing that with their money. That Mm. to me is like just the coolest thing ever. The other thing I think about that though is like how can one person have so much money and power? Because I always think like it's even like Elon Musk turning around and being like, I'm a billionaire, I'm going to buy Twitter. But also I can't afford Twitter. I need to get people to help me buy it. I don't have the cash on hand, but my net worth is that amount of money. And then he has that much influence for one person. It's a little bit scary. And the flip side of that being that like when he decides that things aren't necessarily going the way he wants or he changes his mind, he's got the cash to pay the legal fees to kind of try to get Get him out of that deal, get him out of that deal, which I find amazing as well. It's like our parking tickets. I mean, parking tickets still upset me (laughs) and people always say, oh, it's just a parking ticket to them. And you think, well, how right. how rich do you have to be? Elon could park his Tesla anywhere. He does not have to worry about parking fines. That has just occurred to me. <laughs> no, I know. But getting back to a billion dollars then, like is that what you consider a lot of money? Like- no. So I think taking going back to the pin and taking it out. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, I think what I have more taken away from this is how money can make you free and how money can give you the power of choice to do what you want with your life. So Definitely that is not having a billion dollars. But, you know, last week on the episode we spoke about what, how you define wealth and we talked about how in the book that I read wealth was this idea of like how many, if you stopped working tomorrow, how many days could you survive? Mm. And I think it comes back to that idea of like 
what do you want to achieve in life? What do you want to do? What do you care about? What are the causes that, you know, really drive you or that you have a real sort of that really resonate with you? And then I guess sort of how money or how growing your wealth can contribute to that. You know what I don't actually understand? If I asked that that question to myself, how much would I need? I wouldn't know. No. I wouldn't know if I, if I want to do everything in my life that I want to do, I wouldn't know what that dollar figure looks like. And I think it's slightly down to like a little bit of ignorance of like how much life can cost. Like I live yeah. day to day and I spend my money, but like I'm just in a little shell of my own life. Like I don't know what it's like to raise a family or like, you know, I don't have any of that kind of perspective. I don't know what that dollar figure would be. I think when, I mean, neither do I, which is why I'm going to cop out of this question a little bit because I don't <laughs> yeah, actually, give me like, a I number. don't have a dollar figure <laughs> for what is a lot of money. But to me having, is that the question? What is a lot of money? Yeah. yeah. What yeah. to you feels like a lot of money yeah. and why? So you have answered because a billion dollars <laughs> feels like a lot of money. But I think, I guess what I would say is a lot of money is the amount that allows you to sort of make those choices and do what you want to do in life, which is completely different for every single individual person. So I've got a couple of follow-ups. My first one though is like, yeah, buckle up, um, is that you're talking about Mike Cannon Brooks and like looking up to him for what he's doing with his money. Do you feel a small part of that when you invest in like ethical funds or like I know I've invested, um, just definitely not financial advice, but in, um, water desalinate like you know recycled water etf in the states because i've i felt really i read a lot about what's happening with water and i went i think i want to put my money to work in that way like do you get that kind of buzz from that definitely um especially like the research and the learning process of that experience i get a real buzz from and i think you know when we did our sustainable investing event camille had some really incredible stats um one of the panelists had some really incredible stats about comparing, you know, using your keep cup or eating meat free versus investing your money sustainably and how much of an impact that can create. And I think that for me was really inspiring because we think so much, they were talking about on Shameless the other day, how all the celebrities are flying jets and how they're coming under so much scrutiny at the moment because air travel is like a huge polluter of carbon. And they had this sort of broader conversation about the dynamics between, you know, you use your keep cup and we all try and sort of play our part. And yet do you feel quite dwarfed by the fact that these celebrities are going out flying jets and, you know, what impact can I really have? And these are the people as well that we would look to and be like, you have the money to choose to make a difference. Like you have the money to have the influence to be like, how do we find green fuel? You know, like that's kind of what dwarfs you a little bit. But I think, like listening to that shameless episode, what I was really reflecting on is, well, the way that I can actually make a difference is through my investments and through, so exactly what you were saying, Sash. I think the other thing that really comes to mind though, is through where I work and what I'm doing for a job. So it's sort of part investing and where I'm putting my money, because I think, especially superannuation, like it's going to be one of the biggest assets that I have over my lifetime, hopefully. Um, So that where I choose to put that money you know, can have a really good influence. And then where I guess where I choose to spend my time, where I work. Um, my follow-up, and I'm going to ask you this as well, Sophie. So here's some thinking time. Yes. Um, my, I, when I lived in London, I used to walk past this really beautiful jewelry shop every day. And I used to be like, when I get my dream job, I'm going to go in there and buy a ring. And then I got my dream job. And then I was like, oh, the rings are too expensive. I'm not going to buy it. And then right before I left London, I was like, you know what? 
screw it. I'm going to go and buy myself that ring because if I told myself that for six months, I might as well. And so that for me was like a, I made it moment. My brother has always said, I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this, that he'll know he's rich when he can go to any restaurant in the world and order anything off the menu and not look at the price. Mm. Do you have a like completely frivolous moment that you'll be like, I am wealthy, wealthy in spirit or wealthy Mm. in, you know, like, do you have something that in your mind you've thought about? I think for me, it's when I leave a job without thinking twice about it, like to do, or, you know, when I, when I retire, it's just when I am no longer in any way attached to my income from work. Okay. That's a really big thing, actually. That's Mm. not a frivolous thing. That's like quite a large (laughs) I may never get there. Too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but I say it out loud. <laughs> so, okay. Well, I'll be materialistic. For a yes, right. come, come through. I've been booking flights overseas. I will feel like I'm rich when I book a business class flight, and I don't care about it. Oh my gosh! Because they take are back everything so I said. Expensive. I take back it all. That is exactly mine. Like I'm not even joking. It's. I, like, I mean, I just, I just look, I just want to see what the prices are. <laughs> it's like 10 grand one way. Who the hell buys that? And do you know what's funny? A few years ago, I remember thinking I will never be the person that flies business class. Like I, I don't Why care. Why you think that? If how, someone pays for me to go business flight, I used to I'm think, going. <laughs> I don't care how rich or how much money I have in the future. I just can never justify spending that yeah. money on a flight. Oh, how times have changed. <laughs> I want to fly business class. <laughs> I think that's when I'll feel rich when I'm like, yeah, yeah, just book it. Like that's that. Forget early retirement. It's it's taking. Because honestly, class. it does sound a bit materialistic. It obviously is, but like, like I just can't believe people have that kind of money. I just cannot believe it. I was gonna say, you always hear about people getting upgraded. I do not. I can't fathom how this works. I ask every single time. I'm so shameless about it. What do you? You say? just ask. You what? literally say, "Can I sit in business class? Is there an upgrade available?" And they and then like usually they'll give you a bit of a resting bitch face and say, "Well, it's going to cost you five grand." And you're like, "Well, that's fine. No worries about it. I'm I'm off." But I ask every single time. Right. I am shameless. Okay, I'm going to try and do it. I feel a bit sick just thinking about it. I'm nervous. All right. Um. So I have a quick fire. Would you rather to finish it off? Um. So, would you rather walk away now with a thousand dollars or flip a coin for five thousand? Flip a coin. Flip a coin. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> A you thousand said it's quick fire, Sasha. Like, come on. I know, a but thousand, why? A thousand dollars is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but like, it's not enough for me to like. If you were like, could you walk away with five now or flip for ten? I'd say I want five. Yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah, it's a thousand that you didn't have before I, also, I turned up with my I magic think, money. Um, it's so much money, but it's five times the amount. The five thousand, mm, like that's mm. a lot. Whereas five tens only double. You know, anyway, fifty fifty odds for five times the amount. Yeah. Oh, I see. And also I guess I did kind of turn up out of nowhere with this magic money to offer it to you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I didn't have it before. You didn't have it. You didn't know you needed this thousand. If you took my one thousand dollars, different. If you took a thousand dollars of mine and flipped, ooh. What? (laughs) Like as if I took it from your bank account. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, you can either have either have this back or flip to get five K. That's a better question. What would you do, Sarah? 
I'm not, you're not taking any of my money. Yeah, give me my money back. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a good question. No, I see where you're going there, but mm. I just feel like, oh, I'm not giving up my money. That's yeah. Yeah, I would also. Uh, look, <laughs> I'm going to take the thousand. Okay. okay. I nice. just think like a bird in the hand, safer yeah. than two in the bush. You can invest it well, two and make 5K well, overnight. Yeah. Also, Maddie and I, there's two of us. So that's double chance we could split it, get two, oh. two five each. Deals. That's true. Maybe I'd let you two go first and then use the rules. <laughs> hey, we're not of, sharing no, with you. Your chance <laughs> of probability. No, anyway, next and question. Should, oh, we want another would you rather? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Next. Would you rather go back in time and fix your biggest money mistake or look into the future to find out where you end up? Oh. Sophie's bursting. I know. I know. I'm what? going back in time 110%. If you go back in time, do you have all your future knowledge? Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's say you, you got all oh. your future knowledge. You could you just, could it's just only one. Millions no, in you get market. to fix your biggest money mistake. So I it's just, only one. I just make up a mistake and invest in a stock that a hundred times itself. If I go back this, in time, yeah. I know that like mm. afterpay is going to be whatever yeah. or like whatever stock's going to make so much money. I'm just going to be like, oops, my money mistake is I didn't invest in that <laughs> stock <laughs> and put all of my money into it. Okay. If the series of events gets to stay the same. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Would you rather make a hundred thousand investing in Bitcoin, or make fifty thousand investing in a business that helps the environment? Oh, you dog! <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, okay, I'm saying the environment because <laughs> you're rolling your eyes. <laughs> no. Okay, yeah. I'll say Sorry. because why? I'll say the environment because I want to have kids one day. So I would like them to be, I'm investing in them. That's okay. very bra- brave of you, Sophie. I'm saying Bitcoin because I will make $100,000, sell it, and then use it, use that money that I have gained to invest in something really beneficial. Invest in Mike Cannon Brooks. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good answer. I like the technicality there. Okay, good. Well, I think that brings us nicely to the end of today's episode. So we're off on holidays. You guys aren't going to hear from us for a couple of weeks. We will not be replying to messages <laughs> on Instagram. Don't message us on Instagram at YIGC Podcast, but follow us and message us and we'll get back to you. We will definitely get back to you, but just don't think we're being rude. We're we'll, just taking a well-deserved We'll set break. one of Lou Whaley's out of offices on our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope you guys have a nice break from us in your ears <laughs> and we will get and, we, and you'll hear from us again in a couple of weeks. Catch you then. Bye. Your In Good Company is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Your In Good Company are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equity Mates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media and the hosts of Your In Good Company acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.